This episode brought to you by Own the Gray Podcast. Discover how others age with attitude at ownthegray.ca. The best conversations happen when we're having lunch with our friends, especially when one is a healer. Pull up a chair and join us to expand your knowledge and open your mind. Jenny Toe was a successful corporate lawyer for almost three decades, but took a risk and followed her passion, coaching others to find their passion and take steps towards manifesting the life of their dreams. So today we're talking to Jenny Toe, all the way from Singapore. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, Susan. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've just mentioned a little bit about you. How about you elaborate a bit more on your background for our listeners? Yeah, so Susan, my first career is in law. I still do a bit of uh, legal consulting work right now uh, because that is still, like you said, three decades, right? So it's slightly under three. Uh, it's a very much a part of me. It's my first job. My first job was as a trainee lawyer. Then I went straight into litigation. So it's, it's a very much a part of me. It's not something I can just give up. I did transition into becoming a coach that was in 2019 when I trained as a uh, international coaching federation credential coach because being a lawyer you know i went through the hoops you know how it is it is highly regulated you need to be licensed to practice as a lawyer so when i thought about becoming a coach i was like there's no regulatory body there isn't any licensing well there is uh, but it's all on a voluntary basis so that's why i decided to put myself through a one-year training got myself credentialed because i believe that's the proper way to do it uh and and international coaching federation has a high code of ethics as well which i I'm, i adhere to which i think it, it helps the profession so why did i go into coaching you would say that's a heart-driven purpose i'm a christian so i believe that this is what God is calling me into in this phase of my life. I had my doubts. He probably called me much earlier than 2019, but I resisted it because the intellectual mindset, are you nuts? You know, why can't you just have this as a hobby? I know you like listening to people. I know you like helping them. Can't we just keep it as that? <laughs> you know? But then I felt very strongly. And as the years went by leading up to 2019, it was just something I couldn't shake. It came to a point that I got very uncomfortable every time I thought about coaching and not do anything about it. So it was with that kind of strong feeling that I trained as a coach. I planned to start my business then in, in 2020 and I didn't know what was coming. So everything was in place. Then the pandemic hit. Then I asked God, okay, so now what? <laughs> Does this mean I've waited a few more years until the pandemic stopped? But as I reflected and I prayed about it, I was like, no, you know, I've waited so long, right? So this is another big step of faith. I launched my business in April 2020 and it was largely online. It still is largely online. Although, you know, some of my clients here locally are saying, Jenny, when can we meet up? But in Singapore, there's still quite a, a bit of restriction, so not so soon. So it's been uh, growing. The business has been growing since. And uh, I don't have regrets. I'm not saying it's an easy road being an entrepreneur and, and running a business, but I have no regrets. I'm excited about you know, what's what's coming up ahead. Uh, I don't know exactly what's coming up ahead, but I know that 
it's to do coaching is to get people to understand what coaching is about. I can talk a bit more about that, but I'll pause here because I see you're nodding, so I'll pause here. <laughs> I mean, I think that's amazing that you had the courage to do that, to step out of a, a comfort zone, a, th- a three, almost three-decade comfort zone. I think that's uh, commendable, truly. I talk about on this podcast, you never want to live a life of regret. And this is something that had you not done it, you would have regretted. The name of your River coaching, Life Coaching. Yes. River Life Coaching. How did you yes. come up with that title? Yeah. So, so when I was training as a coach, we had to write our own coaching process or coaching model paper. So I was discussing my peers. Quite a lot of them, them came up with fancy acronyms, you know, because I think people, <laughs> they can remember acronyms, but that didn't resonate with me. I didn't want it to be a, a, a fancy uh, acronym or things like that. And I'm not good at drawing graphs or some of them draw images. So again, I had no idea what was I going to write about, but I decided to take my time. So in my coach training, I grew as a person as well. I, there was a lot of personal growth. And of course, I trained as a coach. So how I came up with this model is that your so the river is like the analogy of your life. The river source is... Uh, where you hold your core values and strengths. And from there, from the river source, that's where your life flows, i.e. your river flows. So is your river flowing smoothly and peacefully, watering you know, the, the banks and you've got uh, rich greenery around you? So, so that's ideally how we want our lives to be. Uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of U-turns, the river meanders, the boulders, there's rocks, and sometimes you never reach the end destination that we want. So ultimately, you know, the, the river ends up in the river delta and, and towards the ocean, and that's your ultimate legacy. That's your life purpose. So I use that analogy to, to start off a coaching conversation for those who are, who are interested to find out. Of course, I coach differently, catering to the needs of my clients, but this is how my model is and I would love to take my clients through that because a lot of times when I ask uh, yes I coach quite a lot of women I coach men as well but uh, primarily women I ask them do you know what your values are and what comes up most of the time are the strengths or the career attributes I am a good team player I am strategic uh, I can solve problems then that's not actually your values your values is who you identify with as a person it's almost like your compass and and it will guide you it won't tell you where you end up but you know you kind of assess your life and live your life aligned with your value so when i felt that you know god was calling me into this uh, my value was to be honest have this level of integrity i felt that i wasn't being honest when i kept resisting the calling so when i stepped fully into it it just feels like i'm so aligned with my values so similarly i coach my clients to discover what their values are your your core values if you, when you find them lead you to your life's passion your life's purpose Yes, and so it, your values are simple words that you hold very truly to yourself. Um, so some people feel that you know their values could be uh, a strong sense of justice, and it doesn't mean that you have to be in a legal profession. It's just how you uh, you you look at life. If you see that you know something that's not quite fair and it gets to you and you don't quite understand why, you could have a very strong sense of justice. And some people they they have a sense of just love. 
So it means that you know, if they're in an environment that's very hostile or, or people are just not treating each other nice, nicely, then they feel that, oh, okay, there's something not quite right. So um, I have a list of words that I show my clients and I say, what, uh, what of these words resonate with you? So it's very simple words. Like, uh, so mine I know is honesty or, or integrity. So you just have a look at these words and see you know, how they resonate. Uh, with you and it could be all the way through from from childhood as well like a particular word like joy you know so that's what you hold true so everything else that you do if it's not aligned with your values you'll feel after a while it's not quite right something's not quite right with you know your life even though everything on the outside seems to be going well but this is feeling inside that something's not quite right so the people who are coming to you i mean they're coming to you because they know that they're not aligned they're not they want more and yeah, so when they, when they read my website i wrote a line that you know I, I wrote about my story which is roughly what i told you and i wrote one sentence which said something and yet something is missing and a lot of my clients when they go to my website they say ha ah, jenny that's it something is missing and i can't quite my place my finger on it and that's when the conversation starts i think most people don't know what their actual purpose is and most people, I think, don't find it. You know, they just uh, stay in their comfort zone. And that's fine. I would like to talk about the concept of mental fitness that you talk about. And first, what are you referring to when you talk about mental fitness? Yes. So subsequently, after I trained and got credentialed as a coach, I, I had another specialized uh, coaching program that I trained under Dr. Shazad Shamin. So he wrote this uh, New York Times bestseller called Positive Intelligence. So Positive Intelligence is a synthesis of studies of neuroscience, positive psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, kind of meshed everything into one and simply put is mental fitness is your ability to be able to bounce back from difficult situations in your life so think about physical fitness you do need to have a regime you do need to be disciplined and committed to a particular process to get fit physically fit and similarly mental fitness uh, there are strategies there are exercises to keep your mind fit in order that when life's challenges uh, hit you you won't be overwhelmed with the negative emotions. It's not saying you ignore the negative emotions, but you recognize the negative emotions, make a conscious choice not to stay in the negative emotions and see how you can find the learning from that difficult situation or even uh, a gift. I tell my clients, you cannot find the gift right away for this kind of difficult situation, but just keep your mind open. What is this situation telling me what am I supposed to learn from it? Because a lot of times uh, we are put in difficult situations to grow a particular muscle, if you think about that. So it's your mental yeah. muscle that you're growing. So for me, just say I struggle with patience, which I do. And I'm often put in relationships or circumstances that test my patience. And I'll ask, okay, what is, what is this happening? Why, why is this happening to me? What am I supposed to learn from this? And I discover on hindsight that, oh, it was actually to show more empathy for this particular person because this person needed someone to show empathy and and you know i was there at that time to show empathy of course at that moment i didn't feel like it but uh, no. that, that's how it is so, so mental fitness is this ability to be able to respond i wouldn't say positively at all times but to be able to respond 
fully understanding that situation without being hijacked by your negative emotions. So it's almost like taking a step back, being objective and calmly decide what to do about it. I love the concept, you know, and I love the analogy to physical fitness. I actually have started to read this book, Positive Intelligence. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, I mean, from your recommendation, actually, it's very... Have you done the uh, free assessment? I have. And yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So yeah, they, you, you start with doing an assessment. The assessment helps you identify your saboteurs. So like I said, you know, about being hijacked by the negative emotions is all in our mind. So all of us, uh, we have the judge as our master saboteur. So the judge is this voice in your mind that tells you, Susan, you're not good enough or who do you think you are? Or Susan, you should have uh, worked harder at this. It's always the slave driver that's pushing you and, and, and uh, I guess demeaning you in a way. It comes up in many ways for different people. So we all have the judge. And when you do the saboteur assessment, which I uh, you will have the link and I'm sure you put it in your show notes so that your audience can also try it out. It's free and it's quite fun and you really Realize that, oh, okay, those saboteurs are in me. The judge is always supported by accomplice saboteurs. And the assessment will show you all your saboteurs and highlight the top two and top three. So when your judge happens, so for example, mine is the stickler. The stickler is also known as the perfectionist. It didn't come up as a surprise to me, but it kind of affirmed that, oh, okay, there's another name for it. So just imagine if I do something and I felt that it's not good enough, the judge will say, Jenny, you know, what you did is not good enough. Then my stickler will come in and also say something. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. So you can see the judge and your accomplice saboteur creating havoc in your mind and if you're not aware of it you believe those voices in your head and you end up you know suffering from low self-esteem or even you know stopping from pursuing your dreams because of this voice that said who do you think you are why are you doing this it needs to be perfect before it goes out and I had this situation where I was trying to develop my website (laughs) I was like it's not perfect so I was struggling with that and Mm -hmm. how I overcame that was actually to take a step back and to realize that if I keep holding myself back, you know, who is losing out? Who could I really help? Mm-hmm. And because I was just so sticky about the font size or the color of the right. website, who am I depriving, you know, this message? Like what we said in, in the conversation before we started recording, you, you're doing this podcast before because you believe there is a purpose. Even if you touch one person, you know, right. that's enough. So likewise, the message that I'm putting out, my website, as long as I believe that someone benefits from it, someone feels that, oh, I'm not alone in going through this. That is enough. Yeah, so, so that's how the website went out, yeah. That's interesting. And yeah, I mean, I think that I did the assessment and I am as well a stickler. (laughs) Most dentists are perfectionists. And it actually, you know, you can be very successful as you were and are a lawyer and myself as a dentist and be a perfectionist, but it wreaks havoc, as you say, internally. I mean, you're, you're imprisoning, you're limiting even more of what you can do. The question I have about the assessment is, it's about 50 questions or so, something like that. But on any given day, on any given moment, I don't know how authentic you can, a person can answer those questions if they are not self-aware. 
It's just you know, a snapshot of your of your exactly. situation. So when I tell my clients, don't think too much in doing it. That's your stickler or that's your hyperachiever. You want to score A plus, right? So it's not an example. Right. I do have clients who are hyperachievers, you know, and they're like, you know, I need to answer correctly. So right. that is already showing up your temperature. So the right. purpose of this assessment, like you said, is to give you that self-awareness that before this, you didn't know, or you may not be that aware that, wow, you know, what's happening here? You probably think that it's your own thoughts. It's not. It's these voices that are showing up in your mind and, and they are holding you back from your full potential. So once you recognize your saboteurs, you are able to say, okay, I know, you know, you guys are trying to do this to me. I choose not to listen to you. So what Dr. Shazad Shamin said was that think of the savages, once you identify them, they're like the, the wanted poster for the prison, you know, the cowboy show last time, there's a wanted poster. So you know them, you can identify them. And once you identify them, you can choose, you know, to lock them up and not to follow them. And you can then consciously choose the way you want to react to the situation, which we what he calls the sage powers. So the sage perspective is to see life situation as a gift or a learning opportunity. He said it will take time. So I mean, if you go through a tragedy, it's not going to happen now. So give yourself empathy as well. Empathy is also one of the sage powers. Allow yourself time. Down the road, six, seven years down the road, you might realize that, oh, that situation was meant to make me grow into the person I am now but you right. must be open to it I mean it is difficult you have to be open to it so the, the five sage powers help you uh, deal with the situation the better way as opposed to being hijacked by your saboteurs so is that how you do your coaching first you I with your clients you identify their saboteurs and then you find a resolve practical ways that they can then get beyond them it's one of the tools. I wouldn't say um, every coaching session is like that because, again, coaching is very client-centered. So it depends on what the clients need for that particular situation. So let's just say someone comes to me and says that, you know, I'm trying to get a promotion and I don't know what's happening. So it could be the judge is holding her back. It also could be, you know, she could be a hyper-achiever and, and just things are not, uh, working out as well for her. So I wouldn't name straight away the saboteurs, but I could identify the characteristics. It's, there's no real need to name it if that person's not open to it, but it helps right. me as a coach to understand, oh, where that thinking is coming from when I know the, the traits of a saboteur. Did you go through this yourself when you were uh, discovering your own self-limiting beliefs in order to become the coach? Yes, and I didn't take the positive intelligence course when I was training as a coach. But like I said earlier in my coach training, there was a lot of self-reflection. And I know all along that I'm a perfectionist. I recognize that from a very early age, you know. And it, like you said, a lot of us with the, this kind of traits, it's not that we don't reach uh, the success that we desire. It's just that we reach it with so much anxiety, with so much exactly. stress. <laughs> And I'm thinking, you know, if I could only have recognized this trait and, and know the sage powers earlier on, I would still be successful, but you know, with a lot more ease and flow rather than, oh, you know, staying up late, not worrying like what, what's going on and things like that. So yes, uh, when I eventually trained uh, under Shazad, it, it made everything come up. So I, I tell my clients, who, who those who are willing to do the test to say, think about it, you want to buy a red dress, right? So the moment you think you want to buy a red dress, every woman 
you see will be wearing a red dress. So I warned them. I said, when you do the temperature assessment, if you find out that you're a stickler or a controller, you will suddenly see this trait showing up everywhere. So the main thing, again, is not to be paralyzed by your judge to say, see, how are you going to improve yourself? You know, you're a controller. It's showing up at home. It's showing up at work. It's showing up everywhere. So the thing is not to get sucked in by it, but, you know, just treat yourself with empathy and explore with curiosity. Oh, why is this coming up? So now I know this is coming up. Do I have to act this way or can I choose to act in a different way? So it's another trait is to explore, you know, the situation with curiosity. It's about self-awareness and self-compassion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very, very yes. important. And also importantly to know you have a choice because when you are hijacked by the negative emotions and the saboteurs, you often forget. You're like, you have this, this way of saying, I have no choice, right? I can't help it. You know, I was just... I had to do it this way. There's no other way. So by taking a step back and practicing empathy, you know you have a choice. You don't always have to act this way. So can you, on that note, can you give us a a few of your practical tips or exercises when we're tested again in the stickler mode or judger or one of the many? Maybe you can give us a few to practice. Sure, sure. I mean, a lot of us say that, oh, okay, how is it to, you know, step into this more calm, like, uh, peaceful way of thinking? I don't have time to meditate for half an hour. I don't have time to do yoga, you know, for 45 minutes. But you do have 10 seconds, or at least, you know, you can pause, right? So the exercises all leverage on your five senses. So the sense of touch, sight, sound, uh, smell, and, and taste. So I often tell my clients that if they are working, you no, know, we're all working from home. If you're always working and you're always stressed and all that, and you find yourself overwhelmed with stress and anxiety, pause. So either you, you touch the keyboard with your fingers and then just focus on the sensation of touch. And uh, my favorite is to rub you know, both hands together slowly. You could do it with your eyes closed. Then you feel the, the ridges, the sensation on your fingertips. When you do that for 10 seconds or you know, if you can longer, you notice that your mind quietens because you must really focus on the sensation of touch. Maybe in the beginning, you would still be thinking about, oh, you know, that meeting that I have to go to, the presentation. But if you draw your attention back, again, with empathy and you, you focus on the sense of touch, you find that your mind quietens. And eventually, when you stop doing that and you to look at your meeting notes or presentation, you find that you're a bit more calm. That voice has quietened a bit. It may not have gone completely, but it's gone quieter. And that's how you stop being hijacked. Because if you don't pause by leveraging on your five senses, you'll be hijacked. So the fact that you pause with touch or even with, uh, sometimes my clients say, you know, I put a nice picture in front of me at the wall. So focus on that picture. Look at the colors. Really see the drawing and, and the colors. And again, your mind quietens because you are present and, and all this takes, you know, less than 30 seconds. So a lot of busy clients say, I don't have time for this. You don't have 30 seconds just to pause. <laughs> yes, you do, right? So you can do this and, and, and try it out. They, they actually, those who commit to doing this, really find that they are, they are able to take a step back and look at the situation calmly and make the right choices. Do you use breath work as well? Yes, you can do breathing. I, I don't teach breath work, but if uh, my clients already know, you know, just, you know, 
mindfulness exercises and all that, that helps. So you can couple this kind of exercises with breath work. So has all this made your day-to-day life better because you're, you've cleared out a lot of the guck that was inside of yourself? I still, I still have the stickler with me, and and Sherzad's judge, he, he has also spoken to us. His judge still comes out very strong. So we are all still work in progress. Doesn't mean that he basically he he likes to use the Star Wars analogies, and none of us uh, is the master Jedi yet. We are all still Jedi in training. You know, we right. were not at that stage where we are like you know, we can be really Zen about it. So right. yes, it's helped me. On days when I feel really stressed and I wonder, you know, what's going on, it means I've been hijacked. Then I realize, and that's when I do my exercises and get centered again. But there are times when, you know, I'm only human. My daughter comes to me and gets me at the wrong time and I snap at her. And then my judge says, huh, you know, what type of mother are you? Then I recognize Uh that, no, no, no. (laughs) So I still get, you know, hijacked. So I tell my clients, it doesn't mean that you know the the strategies and you're self-aware that the problems will go away it's just learning day by day and and you know as long as you recognize it and you know you're improving on a daily basis then you're on the right track and i know that uh personally i take one step forward and there's 10 back and i'm constantly tested and it can be frustrating it's a frustrating long process but as you say it's a journey That's for sure. I have a question I ask all my um, guests. What would be a daily non-negotiable for you, Jenny? Uh, Spending time with my family. Yeah, so no matter how busy I am, uh, and, and you know, we're recording this podcast at night, so I carved out time for my youngest daughter who's 10 this year. And I told her that, you know, mommy's got to go into a podcast, but, you know, I love you. So definitely connecting with my three kids and my husband, that's a non-negotiable. So it, nice. it may not be, uh, the quantity of time may differ from day to day, right. but I make it a point that each before each one goes to bed, they know that I love them. Yeah, so that's yeah. not that's a non-negotiable for me. Right, that's lovely, and that's a lovely way to end the podcast. How can my audience find you? Yeah, so we were talking about River Life Coaching, so they can visit the website, which is www.riverlifecoaching.com. I also have business pages on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Alternatively, you can connect with me, uh, Jenny Toh, T-O-H, also on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. I will write all that in the show notes. Uh, This has been a really terrific conversation. Thank you very much. This has been a pleasure. Thank you, Susan. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with your friends. And join us next time for Lunch with a Healer. Now you can share your thoughts with us. Your comments, questions, and suggestions are all welcome. Go to SpeakPipe dot com slash lunch with a healer and record your message. Try it out today. Mm-hmm.